Amen. 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 Can I do a little pastoral stuff? Whenever I'm here, Pastor Lomax just gives me free reign. That's probably why I'm here kind of intermittently. <laughs> Because I take that. I'm going to ask all of you who are on this side to just join this group over here. Amen. And uh, and then, amen, I, I won't be cross-eyed. Amen. You know, I praise the Lord. Amen. I like looking at you. Praise the Lord. These, these You know what? I never, I used to be concerned about who wasn't at church and who was at church and and who would praise God and who wouldn't praise God. You know what the Lord told me? The Lord says, stop worrying about dead people. I called you to preach to the living. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I honor the set man of God in this house, Pastor Wayne Lomax. Come on, give him a good, oh, this is the man. It's a man of vision, man who is driven by purpose, man who uh, everything that he does, it's a signature of excellence. Is anybody listening to me? Everything he sets his hand to do, uh, it, it, it's an excellent thing. Every time I come here, there's always something different that has occurred, something has happened. And I, I, I tell you, that uh, the Bible says that we are to provoke one another to good works. You know, I'm inspired by other people, and this guy inspires me. He's a brother beloved. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, amen. And, and he just helps me be the best that I can possibly be. Always, always, always challenging my faith. Even having the gift of faith, it's not hard for me to believe God. Because I have that gift. I have a gift. I don't, I, you know, most people have to struggle. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I just believe God. Uh, and that's just my gift to, uh, that God has, has blessed me with. Uh, I could talk about that, but that's really not so important. But it's always good to have people who will keep you sharp. If you look around, look around at the people who you're surrounded by, And if those people aren't bringing something to you, they're taking something away from you. And if they're not sharpening you, then they're making you dull. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. And so I thank God for the man of God. Clap again for Pastor Wayne Lomax. Love this man. He's opened his heart to me on so many occasions. And been I I could talk all day about what he has meant to me since meeting him. And then I thank God for one of our associates who's here tonight in the person of Reverend Nelson Adams, the Reverend Dr. Nelson Adams. Sickness and disease don't stay around our church very long. Amen. Amen. The name of Jesus is the healer, and, and when it's stubborn, we call on the doctor. Praise God. So to God be the glory. I'm excited. I want to thank my uh, 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 musicians and minstrels for coming coming tonight. They're doing double duty. There's a, a they have to get up to um, um, Pompano for for another service. But I appreciate their uh, coming in. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, they have a, a great level of commitment. Uh, and these are all new fellas. Praise the Lord. So I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have them. We're going to share in the word of God tonight. Appreciate St. John. He already asked you to stand up, but I just want to salute you. You always make your pastor proud when you come and to support me uh, in these kinds of endeavors. Uh, I have leaders tonight, right? I, I, I just got everybody. Okay, great. Wonderful. It's going to be an exciting time in the Lord. God really has spoken to my heart um, uh, to share with this congregation one, one thing I will add to what I've said is Pastor Lomax, whenever he has called me, he's never just called me to just come and preach for preach sake. Uh, there seems to be, a, 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 and as a matter of fact, I know it to be a divine connection in that whenever I come here, it is a matter of assignment and not just a matter of a preaching engagement. 
And so unlike many other places, I, I take personal, personal exception in the sense that I do things that I don't necessarily have to do for some places. When I come here, I really, truly seek God for a word from him, uh, a specific word, a tailor-made word, not something that I've already preached before. And, and yet the scripture that I'll, I'll talk about tonight is familiar with, with our congregation, but it's a little uh, different twist to it. But I take this very serious uh, in hearing from God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And if you and I are ever going to be what we need to be in Jesus and in the kingdom of God, we have to get it from the word. Can you say amen to that? I want to minister the word of the Lord tonight. And I want to begin by uh, giving you my little uh, in introduction and to say to you that um, this year of 2012 is to be like none other that you've experienced. It is not to be just another flipping of the calendar. But God is not simply up to something. He is making his agenda known to the people whose hearts are turned towards him. And some people don't necessarily get the picture. And we are to never be discouraged when people don't respond to God like we respond to them. Because of the fact that there are some people who are simply going to miss out because they are not positioned to receive what God has. Is anybody listening to me? One of the things that I, have, I am clear about, that I am clear about, is that God is making some demands. I heard something last night, and I'm going to plagiarize it. I'm just going to say, uh, I heard a preacher say, uh, I heard a preacher say this last night, that God said this long before Burger King did. He said, I'm going to have it my way. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. And, and you got to know that God is intent on having it his way. He, he is determined for you and I to walk in the plans and purposes of God. And he's not going to allow those of us whose hearts are really bent and turned towards God, he is not going to allow us to deviate from his agenda, which means we're going to have to abandon any other agenda that tries to get in the way of what God desires. Somebody ought to hear me tonight. And I, I believe, I, I'm, I'm here tonight, not, I'm not here to try to prove that I'm, I can preach. I'm not, I'm not here for excitement. I'm here because of this one reason, that God wants to set us on a course where we are so determined to please him that nothing else matters other than pleasing the Lord. Now somebody ought to give God a praise right there. That's a good place to praise God. Uh, uh, my ministry has been saturated with helping build churches, not just building structures, but building people. Amen. If you don't have a people, listen, if you concentrate on building stuff and not building people, your priorities are mixed up. But if you build the people, the people will build the house. That's what I want to say tonight. I want to, I want to talk about a little bit of that tonight because there is a word that's revealed in the book of Esther, the book of Esther, Old Testament passage, Esther chapter 1. I want to talk about the quest for character, what God is looking for. I heard some interesting things leading up to 2012. I heard people saying that this is the year of self. Well, the truth be told, every year is the year of self because you're always trying to look out for you. I can't get no help in the house, but I know I'm telling the truth. Everybody is looking for comfort for themselves. They're looking for, they're looking for their prosperity, their miracle, their breakthrough, their purpose, their destiny. And the, and the reality is that that is, that, is, that is such a selfish 
and narrow place to be. Because if we are not serving humanity, if we are not reaching the lost, and I'm so sick of the little catchphrases, reach the lost at any cost as long as it don't cost me nothing. You know, pe- people, yeah, we want the law saved just as long as we don't have to do nothing to get them saved. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. This, this is the hindrance of the modern church. And so what, what we need, what we're going to discover tonight by the grace of God is this compelling desire of what the king is doing right now. When you leave here, I, my prayer is that there is no confusion about what God wants to do from this moment forward, that it will no longer be some sort of ambiguous, I'm going to the next level. What is the next level? No, God has an expected end. Is there anybody listening? And he says, I know my thoughts of you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to prosper you and to bless you and expect it in. Something good is about to happen to us. Is there anybody listening? Maybe this is too good a news for you to believe. Hallelujah. That in spite of the hell you caught in 2012, it's getting ready to be off the chain. God's going to do some awesome things. But in the book of Esther, as a a wise master builder, the Bible says that the apostle is a wise master builder, that he must be one who uh, uh, everything that he deals with, it lays the foundation. Nothing can be done except it is put in place by the apostle and prophet. It, it, It has to be laid out. Is anybody listening? Jesus is the chief cornerstone, but it is left to the apostles and prophets to lay the foundation. No other foundation can be laid except that that is laid by the apostles and the prophets. They must be wise master builders because for what God is going to do, we have to have a solid foundation. You can't be flimsy working for God. You can't quit on God every five and ten minutes Uh, Because somebody hurts your feelings or because somebody doesn't like you. Who cares who doesn't like you? Who really cares? The only thing that cares that we should be caring about is the fact that we are accepted in the most important place. They may not accept you in the club. They may not accept you in their clique. They may not accept you for whatever reason because you're dark skinned or you're light skinned or you're broke or you're rich. It does not matter. We have been accepted in the beloved. And you and I have been accepted in the presence of God. It's important for us to know and to have our proper bearings. And the apostles, their job was to reveal the plans and purposes of God, to reveal what it is that God intended for us to become. I'm still in, in this introduction period because we don't need to do anything else but to perfect what we got. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you, we got all the witty ideas and inventions. We we have everything that we need to succeed. I say you got everything that you need in order to succeed. Right now, in this room, there is enough power and anointing to take over this whole city. In Jesus' name. Now, if you believe that, really clap your hands and give God praise. But there's a need for the church to come into a place of character. I want you to see something here in Esther chapter 1 because there's something extremely powerful here. And um, I'm I'm not going to be able to read it all to you, but allow me to just lift a number of thoughts that God has placed upon our heart in um, Esther chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus. This was Ahasuerus who reigned over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. 
And in those days, King Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the citadel. And in the third year of his reign, he made a feast for all of his officials and servants, the powers of Persia, media, media uh, the nobles and the princes of the province being before him. And when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellence, uh, majesty for many days, 180 days in all. And when these days were completed, the king made a feast lasting for seven days for all the people who were present in Shushan, the citadel, from great to small and in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white and blue linen curtains fastened with cords of fine linen and purple and silver on rods and marble pillars and couches were of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of alabaster and turquoise and white and black marble. And they served drinks in golden vessels, each vessel being different from the other with royal wine in abundance according to the generosity of the king and in the accordance with the law. And the drinking was not compulsory for the king had ordered all the officials of his household that they should do according to each man's pleasure. Verse 9, Queen Vashti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace, which belonged to the king. And on the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehum and Bistha and Harbona and Bigtha and Agbatha and Zathar and Carcass, seven eunuchs who served in the presence of Ahasuerus to bring Queen Vashti before the king wearing the royal crown in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials. And for she was beautiful to behold, but Vashti refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs. Therefore the king was furious and his anger burned within him. And the king said to the wise men who understood the times for this was the king's mandatory, all who knew law and justice, those closest to him. I want to move down to verse 15. It says, what shall we do to Vashti according to the law? Because she did not obey the command of the king. Ahasuerus brought to her by the eunuchs. And Mimkan answered before the king and his princes and said these words, Queen Vashti, has not only wronged the king, but also the princes and all the people and all who are in the provinces of the king. For the queen's behavior has become known to all women that they will despise their husbands in their eyes when they report King Hashuerus commanded the queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she did not come. And the very day the noble ladies of Persia and Media will say to all the king's officials that they have heard of the behavior of the king. And thus there will be an exercise, excessive contempt and wrath. Verse 19 is where I want to close. If it pleases the king, let a royal decree go out from him and let it be recorded in the law of the Persians and the Medes. And so that it will not be altered, that Vashti shall come no more before King Ahasuerus. And let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. Are you listening to me? A quest for character. It's amazing to me because this, although it is historic, it is more important for us to receive the typology, the understanding of this in the context of the New Testament. That there is something that is going on. There is a greater truth here other than the fact that this event happened, but rather it is a type, it is a shadow, it is a picture of King Jesus. He is king and mighty is he. Somebody ought to say amen. I say he's the great I am. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And it is interesting that Ahasuerus, his rule at that time was literally the rule over all of the known world. He was the head honcho. 
And it's amazing because here it is, Ahasuerus, the king who is in the city of Shushan, which literally is translated the city of lilies. Is anybody listening to this? The typology is that Jesus, he is the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. But not only is he the king of the lilies, but we are lilies of the king. Shake somebody's hand and tell them, I'm a lily of the king. Oh, bless his high name. We are lilies. Remember what Jesus says when he speaks to his disciples and says, consider the lilies of the field. How they neither toil, they, they don't have any problems. And he says, Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like these. You thought he was talking about lilies? He was speaking prophetically of the church. That we have been robed in his glory. We have received his righteousness. We have received his love. We have been covered by his grace. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. You are a lily in the household of God and in the field of God. This is a picture of the church. And what does the king do? He throws a party. Oh, my God. I can't understand how it is that saints don't like to celebrate. Y'all get saved and quit dancing. That is crazy. That's the opposite of what you do. I wish I had a witness here. You still trying to wobble, wobble. But what you need to do is learn how to do the Holy Ghost two-step. That can be a good celebration, you know. Praise the name of our God. He held a party for all of the princes of the, of the palace, of the provinces. He throws a gathering, and he is inclusive, small and great, of all of the people that are part of his rule. This ought to say something to us, that no matter where our station in life is, all of us have been invited to God's party. Somebody ought to hear me. I mean, I'm, this is proof that the saints ought to know how to throw a party. This was a six-month party. Uh, they, can you imagine partying for six months? Lord have mercy. What a hangover we would have. Are you listening? But there, here it is, this six-month party, and I mean, he's laying out, as they say back in California, he laid out the dog. He put it on. There was wine. All of us know ain't no party without some wine. You don't have to look at me in that tone of voice. I didn't ask you what was in your cabinet at home. Are you listening to me? Touch your neighbor and say, don't look like that. Hallelujah. Praise the name of our God. It was a party, man. It was awesome. Are you listening? And, and, and one, I want you to see something so powerful and dynamic here is that at the same time, at the same time that God is getting his party on, there is always somebody who is throwing an unauthorized party. There is a parallel. See, I've got sense enough. No, I don't even go here. I just come by here periodically. But I want to let you know, this ain't the crowd that's here on Sunday. But can I tell you, this is the real church. I wonder if somebody would just shout hallelujah. See, a lot of folk, they hang around. Are you listening to me? Because everybody likes a winner. And they want to be associated with a winner. They, come, they want to be a part of some success. But they don't want to pay the price in order to be a part of the success. Somebody ought to hear me. As long as you serve in free wine. Mm. 
long as you're doing what they like, they'll, they'll come on Sunday. But you try to get some teaching in them. Try to get some anointing in them. Try to get some commitment in them. You'll find out what you're really working with. Is, is, what, what's so interesting about this is that the, the king opens it up. And if you, if you notice in verse 6 that the palace is laid out. I mean, it's so awesome. There are all kinds of wonderful, beautiful tapestries and, and different things that make up the majesty. And I, I please, I want, you to, I want you to hear this from my heart and from the heart of God is that Right now, God is opening up his treasure, and he is showing off. You, 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 you missed that, so let me run that back to you. God is so excited about opening up his treasure that is full of gifts and full of glory and full of power and full of majesty, God is opening up. This is not the time to sit at home, children of God. This is the time that every time the door opens, you make it your business to be in the presence of God. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. My life depends on what I hear. My life depends on the direction that I'm going. And I don't know about you. I need a word from the Lord. I don't need a service. I don't need to hear the praise team. I don't need to shake nobody's hand. I don't need to check in with the greeters. All I need is a word from God. And if the presence of the Lord shows up, man. It don't, even, it don't matter who don't show. Just as long as his presence. Just as long as the king shows up. Slap somebody high five. Tell them as long as the king shows up. And he's opening up the gifts. He's opening up his treasure. Hallelujah. Some of us in this room are hungry for God. And you've been wondering what is going on in my life. I have a new hunger for the Lord. I want to do whatever God wants me to do. I don't want 2011 to be like 2012. I want more of God. And I'm so desperate for him that I'm willing to do whatever is necessary. I just want to be in his presence. If you want to be in his presence, lift your hands, worship him for just a moment. Just open your mouth and begin to worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, Lord, we want your presence. Want your presence in this place. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hallelujah. I mean, there, there's so many things in the treasure. When he opens his treasure... He starts showing you what's getting ready to happen. Listen to what happens. First of all, in verse 6, there were white and blue linen. White is symbolic of holiness. The word of God said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. I want you to hear this today. You are holy not for what you do, but for what he did. He made you holy. I wish I had a witness here. He made you holy. I don't care what they say about you. Guess what? You're holy. Your record has been expunged in heaven. Oh, I wish I had a witness here. Who would lay a charge to the elect of God? If God be for us, who can be against? He's going to give you his righteousness. The color blue is symbolic of heaven. One of the things that I want us to readjust and refocus ourselves. Heaven is not your goal. That's a byproduct of a relationship with Jesus. If you walk with Jesus, one day he's going to take you home with him.
blue linen, fastened with cords of fine linen, and purple royalty. Tell somebody I'm royalty. The, 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 the silver rods are symbolic. Watch this. The silver rods are symbolic of, of the redemption of man. They speak of salvation. Nobody is going to take you out of the Lord's hand. If you really got saved, honey, you are saved. If you really invited Jesus in, can't nobody invite him out. I wish I had a witness here. The book said, these that are in my hand, no man shall pluck them out of my hand. I wish you'd stop lying saying, if all the devil should have got me when he had a chance, he ain't never had a chance. God always had picked you out. God always had chosen you. If the devil had had a chance, he would have took you out a long time ago. But he called our name in eternity. And he's determined to have us. I got to hurry up. Got to hurry and finish this. Marble pillars in the court. The couches of gold. Pavement of alabaster. Turquoise. White and black marble. Black ain't bad. Black is symbolic of strength. Who do you know that's stronger than black people? I can't get no witness in the house. Black folk can lose every dime that they have and won't even think about killing themselves. Somebody ought to help me. (laughs) I wish I had a witness here. Talking about jumping off a cliff. <laughs> no, I always got a story. There was, there was a black guy, there was a white guy, and there was a Native American guy, and they were on this cliff. So the Native American said, I'm doing this for my people. And he jumps off. Into the ravine. So the black man said, I'm doing this for my people. And he pushed the white man off. <laughs> Are you listening to me? <laughs> Ain't nothing. I'm going to tell you something. You know, what, what is stronger? Serious, think about it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The stuff that we have been through and that God has brought us through and the things that, that are left on record, how we built the pyramids. Somebody ought to hear me. We created Ethiopia. We, we, were, we were better, are you listening, in Timbuktu where the world came to learn at our feet. Somebody, you better know your history. Are you listening? And it was a place with marble pillars. God would help us today because I don't know about how you feel about this, but I am sick and tired of people being pedestals in the church instead of being pillars in the church. Y'all ought to clap real good on that. A pedestal is just something where you show out. But a pillar is when you're holding the church up. I I, I wish somebody would shout hallelujah. I can't understand how people will walk out of church mad at the preacher. Are you crazy? Do you not know that the God you serve is greater than the preacher that's preaching to you? There is nothing. Care how mean the usher is, I'm coming back. Because God's been good to me. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. I don't care if we're in Pembroke Pines, if we're in Overtown, if we're in Miami Gardens, wherever the presence of the Lord is, that's where I want to be. Hallelujah. Don't you get caught up in buildings and locations. Hallelujah. The excitement of being a child of God in the Old Testament was wherever the Spirit led. 
it's interesting because verse 7, they serve drinks in golden vessels. Their, their drinking was not compulsory. But they drank as much as they could handle. I don't expect everybody in church to do like me. I lift my hands and worship. I hope you get to that place. I don't expect everybody to flow in the gifts of healing and speaking in other tongues because the, the truth be told is according to what you can handle. Is anybody listening to me? Don't let anybody look down their nose because you don't do what they do. Are you listening to me? God is just as real to you as he is to them. I wish I had a witness here. If, if that ain't your bag, leave it alone. But don't hinder me from what God wants to do in my life. And can I put a pin here and say, I have taken the limit off God. That whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to give me, whatever he wants to bring in my life, Lord, I'm open to receive. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm open to receive. Listen to this. The reason I know this is, is powerful and prophetic because, watch this, every vessel was different. There were no vessels that were the same. They were diverse. Are you listening to me? Would to God that we'd appreciate our diversity. Is anybody listening to this? Yeah, we live in Overtown, but we're looking for the Hispanics to start being a part of our ministry. I wish I, I I'm a, I'm a, before I leave this world, I'm going to learn how to preach in Spanish. Are you listening to me? Shoot, I've been practicing. Glory, adios. Glory, adios. Hallelujah, glory, adios. <laughs> diversity, man. Powerful diversity. We must learn how to embrace the differences. We must love, are you listening? Un, uh, uh, we must love like God unconditionally. Are you listening to me? We must love each other to the point that we accept people as they are when they come in. But we love them enough not to let them stay the way they were. I wish I had a witness here. I'm looking for the gay and lesbian community to start making their way back. So I can minister the love of God to them. Somebody ought to hear me. Praise the name of our king. Hallelujah. We ought to do things that will be inclusive. Not that we accept sin but that we are willing to love the people that Jesus loved. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Always remember that whenever God is moving, there is a counter plan. In every church, I don't care how good how wonderful. I mean, this is some facility. You got to have imagination to turn Publix. Oh, win Dixie. That's even better. We winning in Dixie. Take a win Dixie and turn it into a house of worship. That's a win. But you've got to know, because in the next verse, the next verse talks about the fact that with all this good stuff going, wine going forth in abundance, it's the royal wine, which speaks of the Holy Spirit, according to, listen, the generosity of the king. The king is so generous. Look, look at verse 9. It says, and Vashti. Everybody say Vashti. Now, this is the wife of the king. And while the king is throwing a party, Vashti competes with the king. 
vasty is trying. This is the direction that the church is to go in. But you got some people that are determined to take it over and to do like they want to do. Vashti. The name Vashti means vanity. It means vain. It means what she was doing didn't mean nothing. And that's what we got to remember that when the enemy tries to give us an alternate plan, stick with the vision of the house. I wish I had a witness here. I said, stay with the vision. Shake somebody's hand. Say, stay with the vision of the house. Because there are counter plans. And Vashti will throw their party. Throw the party. And they will invite. It's, it's by invitation only. The small and great can't come. It's by everybody that agree with what they're doing. You know, you are not go to no prayer meeting that this church don't sanction. Is this working? Y'all not follow no leader that the pastor don't sanction. Puts his hand on. Are you listening to him? And aren't you sick of these, uh, 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 what I call, subsequent church services that happen in parking lots? And in lobbies? You know, come here, let me talk to you. Man, you're trying to steal the word from me. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? Tell the devil to, well, tell the devil to go where he lives. You just go home. <laughs> Look at this. The kings, now listen, it's the desire. Please don't miss this. I'm almost through. It's the desire of the king to present his bride. He wants to show us off. He wants to show his glory and his splendor through his bride, the body of Christ, his church, his people. He wants to show us you want to learn something, whether or not a man is sorry? Look at his wife. If her hair is toe up and he lets her go like that, I can't get no help in the house. Are you listening to me? Praise Jesus. Hair looking crazy. Are you listening? She walking around looking like who the thunk it. You be like, who wife that is? That's somebody, mama? Are you listening? Glory to God. Amen. I'm near about in the pole house now. Our daughters need to get French manicure. Whatever happened, just red nail polish. That go out of style, I don't know. What Are you listening to me? A, 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 a fella that doesn't take care of his woman. I'm, every woman in this place ought to be shouting right now. This is your time. <laughs> Are you listening? Amen. He wanted to show her off. And so he, she was arrayed. She was dressed. And when he called for her, she said, I ain't coming. But do you not know that this is the attitude of the church? It's the character of who we are seeing in this modern era that people are more concerned about themselves and what God can do for them 
and how they can be blessed and how they can prosper and how they can do this and do that. It's not about the king. The word went out Sunday. You are having service on Tuesday. And some people said, I ain't coming. You better believe they called somebody else to ask them where they're coming. Girl, you going? No, I ain't going. Church that has its own agenda. I want to be in charge. Sit down somewhere. I want to lead. You better lead your household. Folk that don't even run their house want to come to the house of God and run stuff. You sit down. This, I, I hate to report this, but I'm going to tell you, the church that we've been looking at ain't what Jesus had in mind. No, no, no. Not, not, not how I've been seeing. This is not the church that God intended. It's not a church, are you listening to me, that's concerned about the least and the left out. It's, it's not a church that's trying to heal the sick and open blinded eyes and lead people into a powerful, purposeful, and anointed life. It's about our comfort. Started out talking about this is the year of me. Whatever happened to, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Don't put a cross around your neck, put one on your shoulder. This is not the church that the Lord is looking for. Tell you, you got to be careful no matter how long we, oh God, no matter how long we've been in the Lord. It's interesting because there were some advisors whose character was not the best. Check this out. The ones whose name was Mayhuman. His name means I served well and you owe me. This sense of spiritual entitlement is a curse and a sin before God. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. God is not choosing us because we've got tenure he chooses us because we're tender. Because our hearts are right toward him. There's another fella in there who, whose name literally meant, if you follow my advice, I'll take you to the top. Zethar, that was his name. There's some people who think if you don't listen to me, you can't make it without me. I want to teach you all an exercise tonight. I'm, I'm almost done, I promise. But, but I want you to learn how to just dismiss folk. People who, who we are guilty of thinking we need. I'll tell you something. I saw one of your old members in a place yesterday. And I was like, I kept looking. I was like, man, I said, man, don't you go to the fountain? I'm like, no, I don't go there no more. 
I want to say, poor you. Are you listening to me? Now, people can go and do whatever they want to do. But when you got a fellow that loves God and who hears from God, are you listening? You kind of want to stick around that dude. Shake somebody's hand and tell them, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stick around. I'll take you to the top. See, there was a whole bunch of messed up character in the kingdom. And all Vashti was was simply a manifestation of that. That there was no respect for authority. You know, sometimes Pastor Lomax is just a nice guy. Amen. I said, Pastor Lomax is a nice, thank you, wife. It's, he's a nice guy. I know him to be healed. I'm telling you, this is a guy that never, ever, never, ever, I've never heard him say anything negative about somebody, no matter how warranted it was. I, on the other hand, I am different. I will speak my mind. If I don't think you worth a dime, I'm going to say that. Are you... People was tripping Sunday because I said I prayed for my enemies. Isn't that what the Bible teaches? Pray for your enemies? How can you be upset about me praying for enemies? Just, just touch somebody and tell them, just sick, I tell you, just sick. Just touch. Somebody listen. There's character issues. When we are unwilling to follow leadership, you can't see what he sees unless he shows it to you by permission. Mm. Let me drop this in on you. This is for free. You know, the servant of Elisha came to him. They were surrounded by the Syrian army, and he woke up and he was alarmed. And the servant went outside and looked. He said, ah, and he ran back in. He said, we've been surrounded. The army is outside. And the Lord said, the, 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 his, his master said, relax. You don't see what I see. He said, Lord, open his eyes. So he can see what I'm looking at. And what he was seeing was a chariots of angels ready to do battle in their behalf. Sometime you can't see where we're going. But you can rest assured if God is with us, we're going to make it to where we need to go. Somebody shout hallelujah in this place. Can't see. Closing right here. With all that God is doing, he is saying to the church, now you can throw your own party, but you're about to get fired. Lord, through this, is saying, I'm getting ready to get a divorce. Now, y'all don't think that the Lord won't fire you, but he will. Doesn't mean he don't love you. He just ain't going to use you. Is anybody listening? She threw her own party. She said, I'm not coming. I'm not going to do what the king is asking me to do. I'm not going to submit myself. I'm not going to pay the tithe and the offering. I'm going to see to it that I do everything to keep the church from moving forward. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. And if you don't think that kind of stuff happens, you better believe it happens. There are some people that's meeting right now hoping that you fail. But I come to announce to you tonight that God is letting their plans come to nothing. Now, if you can't get excited about that, something's wrong with you. I see your future, and it's looking pretty good. Somebody shout glory.
let you. I, I'm, I, here's, here's, here's the end of it. Vashti did her own thing. And guess what? He asked his wise counselors. Not the crew I just mentioned. But he asked, there were seven that were smart. They were skilled. They were discerners. They knew what time it was. And he said, what should I do for Vashti? Wasn't that he didn't love her? Because he constantly showered her with blessing. But the, but the thing of it was, she was disobedient. The more he blessed her, the worse she got. Let me talk to the brothers. Have you ever met a woman that you try to do everything for and she still ain't satisfied? Y'all scared to say something. Y'all so scary. I can talk bold because my people on the West Coast. I say what I want to say. Are you listening? Try to do everything and it still is not enough. Do, do just their own thing. God is sick of the church doing its own thing. Doing stuff that we want to do. How come we don't have a social? You about to eat yourself in the hell. Does anybody listen? The decree came back and said, listen, you got to make it official because what happens is anytime you tolerate rebellion you set the course for it to be repeated again I'm going to tell you something people don't like my brand of Christianity and that's because it's the biblical brand but I'm going to tell you something there are some people you need to take your hands off of stop trying to convince them Stop trying to pray for them. Stop trying to counsel them. Stop trying to talk to them. Let them alone. And let the judgment of God meet them where they need it to be. If you think that that's wrong, you haven't read your Bible. Paul said, turn them over to the devil for the destruction of their bodies. Sometimes it takes sickness to bring people to their right mind. Sometimes it takes catastrophe for people to begin to look up. Sometimes you got to go as low as you can go in order for God to reach you. Said Vashti is no more my queen. I submit to you today, tonight, that there are two types of people probably in this room. There are people in this room who are hanging on every word I'm saying and they're looking for the opportunity to get to this altar. And to really say, God, tonight's my night. It's mine tonight. I'm selling out tonight. I'm not going to be contaminated anymore. I want what you have for me as you're opening up your treasure. I don't want to miss what you're doing in this hour because there's some stuff in me that needs to be released. There's a power in me that I don't even know yet, but I'm here to let you have your way in my life. And then there are those who have said, I'll be glad when he finished. But I want you to know tonight for every hungry person that's here, I promise you that the king is going to take you to himself. And I'm here to tell you that 2012 is going to be the greatest year of your life. And the only reason 2012 is going to be great is because you haven't finished living. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Shake somebody's hand and tell them the best is yet to come. 
If you can't handle me now, you don't want to see me in six months. If you got an issue with